What's up, everybody? Welcome to Folsom University. I'm Effin White Earp. Morgan Freeman's voice. So, Hi. fuck you. Fuck you. Actually, no, I gotta fix something. Hold on. Because that's that's not my name anymore. It's this. The Fetty Wap? Actually, no. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on there. Hold on. Listen, heads up, I'm changing mine at some point shortly. I don't know what yet. It's Fetty Wap. Yes. Because I'm not on TikTok anymore. You can see the wink on there. So tonight we have a guest. Um, We pulled him out of the comments of the show and onto the show. Um, Wanted this son of a bitch to be on my show first, but he had to go and be extra special and go on Chevy's show first. So now I feel like we're copying Chevy, which I'm not okay with. But we'll share the love. We have none other than the man, the myth, and the legend, Hellbilly, on the show tonight. What's up, brother? Thanks, brother. You're a jackass. <laughs> hey, man. I got to call it like I see it, dog. <laughs> That's the nicest way of putting it. Well, I mean, I did. Like, he, so, so it was really funny. So he, he texted, Hellbilly texted me and he goes, Did you put him up to it? I'm like what? What are you talking about? He goes, "Did you put Chevy up to ask me to be on this podcast?" And I'm like, "Fuck no! I wouldn't do that to you without like giving you that's up." I go, "Honestly," he goes, "We think I should do it." And I was like, "Honestly," I said, "I've wanted to have you come on our show for the longest time." I'm like, "I just didn't think you would do it." And I'm like, "But now that and now know, here he is, and now here he is, now he's like the world's most popular man to be on podcast this month." So, back yeah. on, back on, back yeah. Oh yeah, I'm just uh, blowing him up, buddy. <laughs> we'll get you on the man cave too. You can come chop okay. it up on there. <laughs> do you know what tomorrow is? Do you know what tomorrow is? No, but but I do want to say it because I forgot today. Happy Veterans Day because today is Veterans Day to, yes, to all the veterans who serve. So yes, thank you, much appreciated. Thank you, everyone. Yes. Oh, and but for no. the record, hold on. For the record, I did not break anything. I spilt my root beer. You Wait. said you broke your life. To be clear, so I mean, I'm not technically incorrect, but what is tomorrow? It is the one year anniversary of me being on your podcast. Look at it, now you're the co host. I know, but yeah, wow. a year tomorrow will be the first time I was on your podcast. What's real? So let's 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 look at this chronologically here. She was super nervous about being on the show, came on the show, was on the show like two or three times. Now and she's now the co host. Now I'm she's the co-host here. of the show. And now now what's coming soon? <laughs> the Mad Podcast. The bitches. Mad Podcast. She's she's doing her own sub podcast under the Full Send University banner. Yes, yes. Is, is do we have my cha- my channel up yet? Up so yet. you do no, you do realize it's not like a channel, like you have a playlist it's under like a the folder. main channel. I know. I yeah, it's know. up. But you okay. didn't give me any graphics or any shit that shit like that it to build it in here for you. No, I just wanted to build that myself it was Wait, in you, head. you gotta design this no, shit i gotta put I it made, up i made you a promo already it's on my tiktok you don't have it i sent it to you i don't need the promo i need graphics to make it look fancy and shit <laughs> okay. okay 
He's going to wing it? <laughs> no, I know what I'm going to do. Listen, listen. So, Full Send University, if there was a model for the university, it's either we're just going to send it or we're just going to wing it. Like, that's the motto for the whole thing. Like, uh, if we ever... No, like if we ever make it big one day, like for whatever reason, like people are going to ask us if we knew what we were doing. And I am dead ass going to look at the camera. And nope. like, it was it was literally just all of us just pissing into the wind. Like just that was here and bullshitting. <laughs> that was the, that was that was the whole goal. <laughs> Got my toys behind me. Let's play. Let's play with Batman toys. Yeah, we have. Uh, speaking of it, before we, we we get into the hard hitting topics, we are we're doing. It's still gonna be called Full Send University. All the graphics are staying the same, but come first of the year, we're doing a, a redesign of of the intros and, and everything for the shows. It's gonna look a lot different behind me. We're gonna we're gonna kick it up a notch here. My producer. I just be moving all over the place, so I don't know where I'm gonna be in these. Just like I don't know where I am in these ones. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm pretty much in the same location, but producer got on my case and told me I needed to. Uh, freshen things up so mm, did he well you know he likes to bust my balls about everything every day so everything yeah but he, he, he's my he's my silent partner he goes unnamed but uh but he yeah. knows a guy so for those of um for those of the people watching right now i mean i know you we're like family so uh pretend pretend we we don't know each other as well as we do and as much as you're comfortable <laughs> stating, tell people about yourself. I don't know Hell Belly that well. I just oh, know okay. So for Morgan's know. benefit, tell me who you are. Who are you? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I am a crusty old transplanted hillbilly. Uh, I was born and raised in West Virginia. I have been in Ohio actually now longer than I was in West Virginia. I don't know if they revoked my card for that or not. I've got to call somebody and find out. Um. <laughs> Let's see. I am just your average <laughs> straight shooting individual. <laughs> I've got a great family that I love. I've got a great career that I love. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I've got fantastic friends. You're not going to find me complaining about my life. As long as stupid stays out of my world, I'm okay. I do not subsidize stupidity. I want to know what's on the posters behind you. Uh, this office, my wife is a huge Star Wars fan. So everything in this room is Star Wars related. Those are all movie posters behind me. I was going to say, that looked like a lightsaber. I, I just wasn't sure. I just, I just got a new house key and it's got R2-D2 and C-3PO on it. Are you nice. nice? It was the only big key that they had. I like the big keys. That's the only big one they had that I would have. The other one was Hello Kitty and Dory, and I'm like, no, I'll, yeah. take, I'll take you. See, that's why I know when I inevitably go to get to hang out with Hellbilly that, like, I'm going to seamlessly integrate with his family because his wife's a Star Wars fan. And and Hellbilly and I like alcohol and guns. So, I mean, oh, brother, well, you're, you're, you're going to work out great. Right <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that, there's not even, that's going to be a seamless transition there. Oh, seamless. Megan can't wait to meet you guys either. Because I talk about you all the time. And I talk about Amy all the time. She goes, you've never met them. I said, that's not the point. <laughs> like, she's like, so how do they consider me family? I'm like, because I'm family to them. I'm like, and like, we're dating. So I'm like, therefore, like, by transit and properties, I'm like, you're family too. Yeah. Listen, friend of mine, friend of ours. 
Yeah. Does Megan not love me? She's never she's never even talked to me. I love her. Well, Anna Cersei, let's Megan, be fair. What's, what's not love the love? <laughs> I mean, he's got a point. He's got a point. But my biggest my biggest claim to fame is that is that Hellbilly's son cuts his hair like mine and he tells all his friends he knows famous people on the internet because I say hi to him, which by the way, hi Connor, if you end up watching this. <laughs> Um, I would not be surprised if he's downstairs watching this as we speak. Yeah. See, she said she loves you too. I saw it. I was trying to put it up. You put it up for me. She loves me more. That's okay. That's fine. She's, she better love you more. So I'd be mad at her if she loved me more than you. So I was She's talking the to her only that. one that is allowed to love you more than me. Everybody else has to love you more. Well, that's not how that works. Anyway, so I was talking on the phone <laughs> when I was at work today. She goes, so who's on your show tonight? And I go, hell, Billy. She goes, oh, my God. She goes, I love him. And I go, oh, yeah, you do? She goes, yeah. He told me I could buy as many hydroponic lights as I wanted. I'm like, motherfucker. I really thought <laughs> you would have forgotten about that by now. <laughs> and I was like, I I'm like no, go ahead. No, I'll just I said I'm afraid that one's gonna stick, buddy. <laughs> You're in trouble. It is. And I had to tell her. Um, I was like, baby, I was like, I'm glad, I'm glad you love him. Um, that that's great. I said, and I'm glad he gave you permission to do that. I said, however, I said, he does not have any bearing on our finances as a couple. I said, so that that doesn't mean anything. She goes, Yeah, yeah, you're right. She goes, I'll just buy him without telling you. And I'm like, what the fuck? Well, I just wonder how like she's going so to hide them. See, well, it's not a matter. Now. It's not a matter of hiding them because she does. She won't. She doesn't do stuff like that. She'll just. She'll buy them and not tell me when they show up. She'll just be like, "So I did a thing," and I'll be like, "Ah, gotcha." It's like that story of my girlfriend wanted a puppy. I didn't want a puppy, so we compromised and we got a puppy. Right. The same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I let her get one. away with it. I let her get away with it because I love her. So. Same with That's having fine. kids. It's like. She wanted a dog. I didn't want a dog, and now we have three. Yeah, no. We do want dogs. You're, though, that's you're a tough negotiator. We're I actually know. looking at getting one this coming week, maybe. A, a dog, new, a, new a puppy. puppy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shepherd has the mix. We'll see. What are you doing, baby? What are you going to name this one? Um. Probably. Well, let me back up. <laughs> that one is this one is going to start a war because every pet that we've ever had in the yeah. 20 plus years that we've been together have had Star Wars names. Right. I remember you telling me. And um I love Star Wars, but sometimes traditions need to go away. <laughs> you only have so, so many I names. I would My like a Thor, an Apollo, or something like that. I had a car named Apollo. It was an Aztec. See, you were nicer than me because I always confuse people. I used to always name my cars old yellow, regardless of the color. <laughs> <laughs> so, Megan and I have decided because we're both fans, and I say this completely unashamed because I, I love the show, it's amazing. Go. Megan and I are both fans of the show Gilmore Girls. Um, I love the show, it makes me laugh my ass off every time I watch it. The main character adopted a dog and named Paul Anka. And I told her, I'm like, if we get a dog, we're naming it Paul Anka. I'm like, there's no way we're not doing this. And she was like, 100%, we're doing this. So we're getting a, we're going to get a pit bull and name it Paul Anka. That's going to be awesome. That, that, that might be one of the best scripted shows on the planet. 
It is. That's a real like. It's really good. Like seriously, I've got a my sweatshirt says Luke Steiner oh, in Stars Hollow, Connecticut. <laughs> I mean, I love the show. And it's like I don't want to say it's her fault, but the first time she came here, I knew she had been rewatching the show when she was home. So I added it to my list on my Netflix, and I went to go get us breakfast. So I handed her the remote, and I was like, "Babe," I said. Gilmore Girls is is in my list if you want to watch it while I go get breakfast. And she's like, oh, okay. So I went out, got us breakfast, and came back and you know gave her breakfast in bed. And we're sitting there, and I'm I wasn't originally like paying attention to it. You know what I mean? Like I'm eating my breakfast sandwich, you know, shit like that. And I keep looking up and I keep finding myself chuckling at this. And then it's a typical thing that every couple does when one person in the relationship hasn't watched something. I'm turning to her every three seconds and asking her questions. <laughs> and she's like six seven episodes into the first season at this point she goes we're just restarting this on season one and i'm like okay cool and i was hooked and we just like binge watched the whole show over like a month and a half because we'll like facetime and watch shit so like i'm hooked it's one of my favorite it's it's one of the few that amy and i can sit down and watch together to me if there's not like gunpowder and explosions or (coughs) more terrible i you know the worst thing i guess i can ever admit watch it well you do you hell billy and i'll watch it watch we'll it. pick up the slack for you it's okay that's, yeah, fine. We got you covered. that's wonderful we got I you just covered. Can't. there are just certain actors and actresses that i just can't look at and she is one of them yeah, i gotta t- i gotta turn it off or i go crazy because like I listen have you ever watched the show parenthood maybe i love that show she's in it i won't watch it anymore because she's in it oh yeah she's right dexter is the next one we're watching Oh, Let me know if that's so worth the good. watch. It is. Is it, yes. is it? Yes. 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 That's all and I need. I'm good. Everyone says it is. So, I mean, like, I'm down to watch it. Shows like it's that are cool to me. a guy who is a serial killer, but he only kills serial killers because he has a code. And he works for, he's a blood splatter analysis for the Miami Police Department. Yeah. I thought that, that whole point was interesting. I want to watch it again now. I'm going to watch Dexter. Yes, it's on I Amazon Prime. I have that. Go ahead and watch it. So, speaking of watching shit, did you actually watch The Northman yet? I am about. Um, I'm, I'm one of those guys that kind of. I'll pick a movie that a deeper movie, and I will kind of treat it like a book, and then I'll do 20, 30 minutes before I go to bed. So I'm right. about 40 minutes in, and it's so, yeah, it it's got me hooked. It's like I said, like when you text me, you're like, that's a lukewarm response. I was like, I don't know how to describe it. Like it's it's interesting because like it's different from other movies they've made on like the Norse culture in that like they really kind of captured the essence of how everything works. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't all total all out barbaric war. Like they actually tell a really good story in this. So it's like it's interesting. Like I can't like. I wouldn't rave about it like I rave about like the show Vikings. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah, it's a completely different story altogether. So Vikings I'm like, was that was a, I got to I don't know season five. That was a really good show though. When I especially show. after I found out it was based on historical events, I was really into it. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I mean they took what? some artistic liberties with the show. But well, yes. yeah, obviously, but yeah, I, yeah I, that's kind of like saying Pearl Harbor was based on the movie Pearl Harbor was based on historical. Yeah, <laughs> right, Pearl exactly. Harbor happened after that. <laughs> it kind of goes sideways. Yeah, characters were real people. Let me say yes. that when I found out the characters <laughs> were real people, then I got excited about it. Um, yeah, you know how many people thought the way he died in that show 
like was fake and i was like no that's that's actually how they killed him like historically like that's how they killed ragnar i'm like that's fucking brutal like, i love ragnar he's my favorite character on the show i started watching why i always say i started watching it was like two months ago that i started watching it because i don't even remember last time i watched the show but it's called why women kill you know I'm TV. i have to watch yeah. it it's on showtime or whatever but like tiktok made me watch it you know how you get those little yeah where they start showing clips of shows well they mm-hmm. were showing like multiple clips and i got i got sucked in and i started going through the clips of it and i was like i gotta fucking watch this show now that's actually how i watched this mini series i think it was like six episodes it's how it was called uh, the murders at what the murders at the White House Farms. It's based on a true story that actually happened over in the UK. Um, they were showing like clips of it, like talking about it, and I was like, "Yo, this is really captivating." And they only had like three TikToks about it, and I'm like, "What the fuck happened? Like, you can't leave me hanging here." So I had to go watch <laughs> the whole show. It was actually like it's really like it was captivating. Like you watch it, and like you get to the end of it. And you still don't know if that's what happened because they never like they never actually found out like for real what happened. So like you get to the end of it and like you have in the back of your head, you're thinking that this person did it. But the way the story is told, it still leaves you that reasonable doubt. Like, did he, though? Like, did he? (laughs) So I recommend watching it. Like, it's really good. Like the episodes are like an hour long. I think it was only six or seven episodes, but it's it's pretty good. I liked it. That. The Why Women Kill show is about three different couples from three different time periods. One's in the 50s, one's in the 80s, and one's in 2019. And they all had like different, for the for the era, different stories. Like obviously the right. first one, the wife's embarrassed that his her husband's cheating on her, blah, blah, blah. Right. In the 80s, the wife's husband's cheating on her with a man. And then in 2019, it's a throuple that's gone wrong. Of course. So like it's, I'm only like I don't even remember, but I'm not that far into the show. But somebody is gonna kill somebody in all three of these, and I don't know who's well, gonna obviously. die yet. But there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of subliminals in it, and that's what got me sucked into it in the first place because that's all stuff yeah. in the background, and I was like, ah, I gotta watch this now. That's why she and who's anything. in it. That's why I watch anything except yeah. for Game of Thrones because yeah, that's why she watches anything is for the subliminals. <laughs> I know this all too well. I've got, uh, I think my worst one is, uh, and I was terrible at, at, at the height of the lockdowns. Um, I am a huge B horror movie fan. The crappier it's made, the more <laughs> pathetic and over the top the special effects and the more terrible the actors, the harder time I have stopping watching it. Like Critters? <laughs> is it what's called Critters? Little oh, no. I'm talking like uh, avocado no, women in the, I mean, I'm sorry, Amazon women in the avocado jungle of death. And that or is a like real movie. Zombievers? Yes, exactly. Yeah, shit like that? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I can't, man. I can't. Mm, like, I don't know any of those. What ruined it for me was Sharknado. Like, that was how that movie franchise existed as long as it did is beyond me. So it was Sharknado. Like, and then, like, like Sharknado. No, like, Shaun of the Dead was funny because it was a parody zombie movie. Okay. But Sharknado was literally about a fucking tornado full of sharks. 
they yes. would just sweep across the country and the sharks would like fall on the ground and eat people. And when the second one came out, it was called Sharknado 2. And the tagline for it was the second one. And I was like, this is the laziest no. marketing department I've ever seen for a movie. And people gobbled that shit up. And I'm like, Mm-mm, how, how do any of you watch this? This is the stupidest shit in the world, but they fucking ate it up, man. I think they're on like 487 now. That, that thing has not died. It's been yeah. unbelievable but could, how much it's Now, been. like lava, lava and metal and rock have gotten into it where now like they're, they're like super <laughs> mechanized shark. Like it's fucking crazy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sure, it revived that dude from 90210's career because he's in like every one of them. <laughs> like, I just I don't do understand you, it, man. It's the worst remember, shit in the world. Do you remember that cartoon with them sharks? What was that called? Yeah, I don't remember the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. What was it called? Somebody, somebody, tell me what it was called. I used to have all the toys as a kid. It's like street sharks or something like that. I think it was street sharks. But I remember, I know what you're talking about. I love that show because sharks are my favorite animal growing up. So like, of course, like I watched that show. They had a hammerhead. That's why I like. Yes, they had a hammerhead, a great white, a mako. I think a tiger shark. I'm a hammerhead fan. I'm a hammerhead fan. You've got it. That's the coolest. Great whites are mine. They're just they're they're no bullshit simplicity. Someday I will get into a shark tank. Someday. I like great whites from a standpoint that. over hundreds of years of the evolutionary process, they haven't changed. Welcome. What's up, Truth? Uh, they haven't changed. Like they're no. the the perfect killing machine as far as animals go. Like they're just every oh, year, okay. every year when Shark Week comes out, like I'm mystified at the, like the footage they show. Like just something that big. Like when they have the camera. Shark Talk. Are you on Shark Talk? I'm on Shark Talk for sure. No, I'm not on Shark Talk. Oh my gosh, get on Shark Talk is amazing. I'm not I on saw I saw a video yesterday where a shark um landed on a boat, it jumped up out of the water, and it was up on top of the front of the boat, and they were like, bro, what do we do? No, <laughs> you know what side of you know what side of TikTok I'm on? Landscaping and rug cleaning TikTok because it's it's serotonin and it just I like down. the rug cleaning one. <laughs> now when we were in Florida a couple of years ago, me and my friend actually were in Florida, we were walking the beach at sunset, digging getting shells and stuff, and mm-hmm. it was like this. The tide was going out, so there's water, and then there Stop was Chevy. like a bar, and then there was water again. And she's like, mm-hmm. "I'm gonna go through this water and get to that sand bar." I was like, "Nah, you're mm, you're high on your own drugs. You're gonna she's die. Gonna, you're gonna, gonna die." die. <laughs> and she's like, "One hundred percent." She's like, "It's only like three feet across." I said, "If you can't jump it, no, no. no. A sharks no. are the most active at like dusk, and B, yep. people can get attacked by sharks in like a foot and a half of water." That's what I was saying. I was like, there are sharks in that water 100%. It is dust. The tide is going down. They're not eating even, right now. Not even sharks, but like th- our boy Steve Irwin got taken out by a fucking stingray. And those things like hide in the sand. Fuck that. And they're not so, even and they're not even violent creatures. They're so docile. They're water puppies. They are. But you know what's really funny? So like six months ago, we went to the Georgia Aquarium where I saw a hammerhead shark in real life, like up close, which is really cool. Isn't that place amazing? It is. It's very cool. Um, because I got like a whale shark swam right over my head in the tunnel, and right. I was like, "Whoa!" And like, just like, I turned into like a fucking two year old. Like it was the coolest shit in the world. But the whole day, that, I'm like, that big wall of water. Yeah, you're just and you're just standing there like, 
I kept putting my Damn. hand on it. I was like, "Are you sure this is thick enough?" <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I think of like <laughs> my mind immediately goes to that one Jaws movie where they're in the underwater aquarium yes. and it breaks and they get yes. stuck. Like, my mind instantly goes to that, and I'm like, "I'm so fucked." Every but anyway. Time. The whole day, I'm like Snapchatting everybody going, I'm about to find a stingray and I'm about to get payback for our boy, Steve Irwin. And I was like, <laughs> I was just, just like, I was just being stupid. I was like running my mouth all day. I like, so there was one point where you're down below an aquarium. And when you're looking up, you can see like the stingray pool and they have people in the tank that like, you can pay to get in the tank with the stingrays. And I can see them. And I just remember taking Snapchat of that and cutting it back to my face going, I'm going to find out how to get one of those motherfuckers and I'm punching it. Like I was just joking <laughs> the whole time. The manta rays doing their little loops. Oh yeah, there. everything I love was them cool. So much, they're so all, pretty. All the things they, they just look so I mean, carefree. They're just like I'm just. But they yeah, had opened up a, they had opened up a river otter exhibit like right oh like God. three weeks before we got there, and no, I didn't. But river otters, listen, they're the coolest fucking animal in the world. Okay, like they're just. They hold hands with each other so they don't lose each other when they're sleeping. I know, but like, you ever see the video of them like playing with the cups where like he's trying to like stack them and he's like throwing them away till he can get the right combination to get the stacking cups? (laughs) They do that shit. Like, when you're watching them, they're like, like, that's a person. Like, that, like, that's not an animal. Like, to me, I'm looking at them like, that's a person. Like, he's like literally like looking at this shit, like thinking about it. And I'm like, dude, (laughs) there's an alien in that little body. It is something. It's got to be something. I love otters, though. They're so freaking cute. But um, I do. I want one. I'm going to just keep it in my bathtub. That's fine. Like, everyone's like, I want, I want a monkey. A Fuck no, the monkey. I want a raccoon. I want the I want otter. Ra- I want a raccoon. No, uh, I've seen Planet of the Apes. I'm good. Yeah, I don't need a monkey. No, no. I want a raccoon with their cute little raccoon no. hands. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I want their pe- Their so people bad. hands? Their little people hands. Oh, my gosh. I want to watch a movie. Food. My favorite raccoon video is where he has the cotton candy and he sticks it in the water and it dissipates and he's just like feeling in the water frantically like, sad. I <laughs> <laughs> like I feel bad, but I laugh every time. I'm like, oh, poor I like raccoon. the one where the raccoon is eating the food, the cat food that's outside, the dog food, whatever outside. It's just like reaching, watching just reaching, and, eating yeah. it and reaching. <laughs> and then like when they start watching it, it like starts to take off and it like kind of reaches and grabs, runs away. Oh my gosh, it kills me they every get- time. They get really vicious though. That's like, why you gotta get them when they're babies. Like ever see like you ever see them where like they're coming up out of dumpsters and shit like that? I my favorite one is where he's in the garbage can and like the cop walks up to the garbage can, knocks on the top of it, and goes, uh, Dallas PD, we have a search warrant for your arrest. And like he steps back and the raccoon just lifts the lid up and looks out at him like, What do you want, motherfucker? And I die <laughs> every time I see that yeah. video because his face is priceless. He's like, What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, speaking, speaking of Georgia, I want to swim with dolphins. Just saying, I love dolphins. The dolphin show at the Georgia Aquarium is fucking incredible. Yeah, we watched that one. It was cool as shit. We didn't, so we didn't actually pay to go to the dolphin show. We watched it no, from that below. Sea World. No, that we was watched. Sea World. We watched it from below because you can get behind the dolphin tank and look up. So we weren't like we were watching it from underneath of them doing the tricks, which is just as cool in my opinion, because you could still get the they're like synchronized swimmers. Like these are these are animals, okay. They're not people, but they move like synchronized swimmers. It's the craziest thing in the world. Dolphins are amazing. 
I said, they can come to my TED Dolph talk. Dolphins are shady. Did, I don't trust Does the Georgia oh. Aquarium? Yes. Yes, we can go. Yes. I'm going See, they, to this one. They Even come off I as hate cute. crowds and people. I'll go to this one. Somebody else has got to drive. I can't drive in downtown Georgia. I can't do it. That's fine. I drive past. See, they come day. off as they come off as cute and entertaining and all that stuff, and then you see videos of them taking out sharks. Like, oh no, you're 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 hiding stuff, dude. Well, yeah, but like uh -huh. they protect. Is really, the predator of the ocean. They protect Nobody people. Nobody messes with the killer whales. Yeah, oh, I agree. Do you but know they, they're just big dolphins. Yeah, but do you know that like <laughs> there's been like they accounts. Are part of the dolphin family. They are. But you know the dolphins, like there's stories of dolphins actually protecting stranded swimmers from sharks, right? Yeah. Like they'll just swim around them and just fuck with the sharks. But oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Did you know they found out that dolphins get high? Puffer fish. Puffer fish. They take the puffer fish, and the stuff that comes out of the puffer fish actually has like a psychotropic effect on the dolphins, and they'll just swim around with it and get like high shit. And then just do you do you know that pink dolphins? I don't know if they're called dolphins. They may be called porpoises, but they're I don't South Africa, South maybe it's South yeah. America. I like how you're but they're about. vicious as I used to watch River Monsters yeah. with Tomboy. Yeah. You know, like the British dude, motherfucker, crazy. Yeah. But yeah, that's how I learned about those things. I was like, there's pink dolphins that are mean. Hold on, fact check, fact check. Yeah. <laughs> I always fact check and he was always right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why I fact check this motherfucker. Dude, that dude is smart as a motherfucker. He caught some massive fucking fish too, like man eating catfish. I don't believe anything on television. That's why. <laughs> that's funny because Megan and I had a conversation today. If we thought like the Loch Ness monster and Bigfoot and shit like that were real, and I was like, they're 100 percent real. Don't you 100%. can't tell me they're not. You can't tell you me. Can't they're tell not. me they're not. <laughs> Although I will say, like I told Megan, I don't think the Loch Ness monster exists anymore. Yes. I think I the Loch Ness monster. No, I think it died. There's not one. It's a species. How? Because Lake Loch Ness has underwater tunnels that lead to the ocean. I don't know. I think the it died. Species is like it's like megalodon. Megalodon is not one shark. It's multiple. There are multiple sharks out there. They're just big. The species are really big fucking sharks that go so deep that we can't track them anymore. That is terrifying. Yeah. And I'm good on that. I'm good on that. I don't like the fucking ocean it's, as it it's is. Like, like it's like Bigfoot and Yetis and stuff. I believe that they're all just animals. Just oh, they are. Ah, see, I don't think Bigfoot is an animals. animal. I think Bigfoot is just a feral human being. I, I think he's just I've a never, feral I've human never really being. Dug in the woods. Listen, I've never really Ness, only listen. because Lake Champlain in New York has a has a champ who is also Nessie. It's the same monster. Yeah, it's just in Lake Champlain. Well, they're all over the world. There's Loch Ness monsters all over the world in these little inland lakes that have underwater tunnels that lead to the ocean. But I personally believe that, like, if I didn't have anything going for me in life, I would just move out to the woods, grow all my hair out, and turn into Bigfoot. One hundred percent. Like, nobody fuck with me. I'm gonna walk around the woods and just be hairy as shit and be feral. Everybody leave me alone. And I think that's what it is. I think that's a dude that got burnt out. He's like, he doesn't fuck with society anymore. And that's all he is. He's just up in the woods tripping. Like, everybody leave me alone. Why y'all trying to find me? I will redneck out for a second. When I was in high school, there was a, the rumor was that he was a World War II vet. They just checked out. And about every six months, you would get a sighting of this guy. His hair was down past his shoulder blades. And he wore nothing but a loincloth. People would see him moving through the woods or see him close to a road or something. And then he would disappear again. Yep. It, so you, there could be something to be said there. 
I know, that's what black, I'm saying. There have been black panther sightings in Kentucky. That's not shocking at all. I don't want a black panther in my yard. You realize that like cougars, panthers, puma, shit like that, like it's all the same species of cat. They're all the same thing. Like a black mountain lion. Get really big. Get black really panthers big. are fucking scary and they're vicious as shit. And you and can't see black. them motherfuckers. That's what I'm saying. And they get really big. No, thank you. We'll come take it out. No. No, thank you. We'll come trap it. <laughs> Mm-mm. Come trap it. It's fine. That's part of the reason why I stay away from the That's why I stay away well, from the yeah. forest. Is it is trapped for 30 out six at, at a 300 yards because I ain't trapping nothing. <laughs> I'm not trapping nothing, no. I think it would be cool just to prove that we found one. Just be like, because mm. I said that I to a DEC. I said that to a DEC officer in New York State because the DEC, I don't know if they changed their opinion on this, but New York State is fucking stupid, as we all know. So this should come as no shock to anybody. Remember, right. this is a state where our, the governor said, well, the deer are overpopulated. So instead of issuing more doe permits, we are going to airdrop wolves into the state. That'll take care of the deer population. Good job, Cuomo. No wonder why you're not in office anymore. But I airdrop wolves. Okay. Right. Because apparently, like, ecosystems and how they work are just totally fucking lost on that moron. But it is what it is. Anyway, so the DEC in New York State said for years, there's no mountain lions in New York State. Okay, yeah, cool. There's no How come I almost hit one with a fucking 99 Dodge Intrepid going to college? <laughs> like, I almost, like, literally, like, had I just not tapped the brakes, that mountain line would have been plastered all over the front of the car. And there's no way I would have killed the thing because this thing was massive, which means if my car's not moving, I'm now stuck in the vehicle because there's a pissed off mountain line outside of the vehicle. I don't have a permit at the time. It's not like I shoot the fucking thing. So I'm like, I'm going to die. Like I had never been, I wasn't even scared of the damage that would have occurred to me from hitting it. I was scared of what the fucking mountain lion was then going to do to me for hitting it. So I told the DEC up. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. There, there wasn't a puffer fish in the car with you, was there? No, this is a fucking mountain lion, man. I was, I was fucking scared. This is a fucking mountain lion. Like, there's no way it wasn't a mountain lion. Okay, it wasn't a lynx or anything like that. It, it was huge. Like, it was huge. It was a. It wasn't a dog. It was a mountain lion, right? So I talked to a DEC officer. I'm like, so you're still going to tell me the same DEC officer? I'm like, you're still going to tell me there ain't no mountain lions in New York State? Nah, there's not. Now, here's the kicker. I know what a fucking tag on an animal looks like. I worked on farms, okay? Tag the animals in the ears, right? Tell me why this motherfucker had a yellow tag on his left ear. That means somebody knew that motherfucker was in New York State. So I told him that. Right, they airdropped him in to kill the deer, probably just fucking tactical mountain lion. And gold is it? Gold is Right. So I'm talking to him. He goes, "I told him. I said it had it had a tag on its ear." He goes, "That wasn't a mountain lion." I said, "So if I would have hit the thing, killed it, and brought it to your office, would you believe me?" He goes, "No, because then we would have had to find you for killing an endangered species." How can mountain lions be an endangered species in New York State if they don't fucking exist? This makes no sense to me. He's like, yeah, he goes, you would have got a pretty hefty fine for that. And I'm like, you know what? We're done. I I, I don't have the crayons to try New to York map this out. New York is stupid. But yeah, that's what Listen, there was a guy that got arrested <sighs> here just a couple of months ago for releasing an alligator in the lake. The lake. Was he trying to do recreate Lake Placid? 
I don't know what he was trying to do, but yeah, it was a four foot long alligator. I believe, I believe that. I believe that. Well, I mean, like, think about it. Like, see, that's why I was like, I was terrified as a young child of all large bodies of water that weren't a pool. And even then pools were kind of suspect because you can all lie to me as much as you want. We all had that moment as children after watching Jaws where we jumped in the pool and we thought we were going to like open our eyes. There's going to be shark in front of us. We all had that one moment. Oh, don't, don't lie to me. No. So I saw Jaws when I was very young. I was terrified of the ocean. Me too. And I think I told everyone on the show at one point the Jaws story of my mom because she was just fucking parent of the year taking me to Universal Studios on a Jaws ride. If I haven't, yeah, I'll tell you again later. Okay. So I was terrified of that shit, right? So I'm thinking, like, grew up in the country. Ponds. Lakes are cool, right? No. Because then I saw Lake Placid. And then I immediately became <laughs> terrified that some giant man-eating fucking crocodile or alligator, or the fuck it was, was in the lake I was jumping into. So I would not go into I would not go into any body of water that wasn't a pool for like years. I was terrified of it. Went to Long Island watching the Jones Beach air show on Jones Beach. Everyone else is off in the water. I'm standing in ankle deep water. They're like, why don't you come in any further? I'm like, no, I'm good right here. <laughs> I'm good right here. Why? I can see everything. Nothing could come oh. up and bite me. We're good. Um we forget I once we pass our go ahead. I'm sorry. Once we pass our, once you're over knee deep in water, humans are effectively out of their element. Yep. Our, our skills have diminished to the point by then, just in knee deep water. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm not going to argue with that one too much. Am I going in? I'm, I'm a big fan of going to the beach. I'm not a big fan of being in the ocean. I Correct. started not liking getting in bodies of water when I started watching the monsters. Have you ever seen a snakehead? Oh uh, yeah. Mm, hold on. Snakehead fish, those things have these. They, they look exactly what they look like snakes. That's why they're called snakeheads. But they're fit, long fish, and they can come out of the water and they have these massive teeth and they attack people. They're like, nope. They're like land piranhas. You know, I'm good on a snakehead. You know, you want to know why I'm good? Not going <laughs> in rivers and stuff like that anymore. It doesn't exist in the United States, it exists in like South America. The penis fish. I'm good. The one that swims up. The oh, one that can yeah. swim up it. No, 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 no. Yep, I'm good. Nope. I'm good. There are yeah, parasites I'll pass. that do that. There are parasites I'm, that do that. I'm good. I don't need to go in. Don't need to experience that. I'm all right. Good on dry Le land. Right. Leeches now. did it for me. Leeches yeah, and them snakeheads. I don't want a leech on me. I'll stay in the boat. Thank yeah. you. I will get on the water, but I'll stay in the boat. Yep. Thank you. One hundred percent. I don't need any of that shit. We went kayaking this summer down the river, and my my niece and my brother and their friends—they're all in the water. They're like, "You're not gonna get in the water." I was like, "I'm good." Mm. Mm -mm. I don't need and and then that. my niece got out of the water when she saw a spider on the water. It's like, yeah, you're not. I mean, let's be South Dakota, sweetheart. Even aside from shit down here, shit like that. <laughs> like, let's just talk about the fact that like snapping turtles are fucking lethal. I, I don't even think about the snapping turtle. I don't I'm need a snapping turtle biting on my toe. Like, nah. I right. saved a snapping turtle a couple of weeks ago. That's fine. You ever see the alligator snapping turtles? Those things are like prehistoric. No, nah, I'm good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm good. No. Disgusting. So, as much as I enjoy this conversation, you are on the show. Everyone sees the comments you make in the comment section. So we, we, do, we, we do have to talk about these topics a little bit. 
because I want I want people to hear them. <laughs> the comments come out of your own mouth. Let's go. So, so you and I, we, we we talk about this very fairly regularly, and I got on a good rant with Megan on the phone the other day, and she was she told me she's like you you have to talk to Hellbilly about this. So does anyone? And in the comments, please chime in and tell me if you've seen this in your state too. Has anyone started to see this growing trend? of student driver or new driver please be patient stickers that are on like cars now no i have not okay so i see them like i i drive a lot for my job obviously so like i'm on the highway all the time i see dozens of these stickers every day and they piss me the fuck off like to no end and i'm gonna tell you why okay was anyone patient with us when we learned how to drive or were drivers just like, fuck you, get out of the way. Yeah. Right. Would you say that that, that, that made you more prepared to be a driver because you were consciously aware of, okay, there's a lot of dickheads that are on the road. I have to drive a certain way to not have certain things happen to me. Right. Or is it, was that just me? Because I grew no. up in the country. I drove out drove no. the country backwards. No, I agree with you. There was nothing like having your ears blown out by somebody because you had done something stupid to help you yeah. escalate your driving skills. Right, right. And I'm not saying everyone has to drive like a bat out of hell. Like nobody needs to be Dale Earnhardt fucking rubbing his racing bullshit. Like I'm not, I'm not even saying that, right? I'm talking go the speed limit, drive, right? Drive. Just drive. Just, just drive. Go the speed limit. Don't impede the flow of traffic. Pay attention to what the fuck you're doing. Just drive like a normal, responsible human being. Let me tell you what the problem with these stickers are, okay? And it's it's indicative of a much larger problem in this country, okay? what What is the constant need that we have to cater to everyone? Oh, he's the new driver. Please be patient. No, fuck him and fuck you. Right. Take the sticker off the back of the car. Learn how to drive. Exactly. I'm not changing the way I fucking drive because you're a new driver. Learn how to fucking drive, okay? If you are in, and I'm going to use the state I'm in now, if you are in the state of fucking Georgia, you should know getting on I-75 is chaotic as fuck. There's six lanes of traffic as point. Ever. Right. Well, I have to. All right. Take me forever to to do my job. But what I'm saying is like, you should know getting on I-75 it's chaotic. There's six lanes of traffic at some point. People don't use turn signals. They cut across four lanes of traffic. They're on their phone. They're curling their hair. They're reading a book. They're doing 60 billion different things while driving. You all I while should, going 90 miles an hour. All while going 90. Now, I'm not saying any of that shit is okay or any of that shit is legal. That shit exists. You need to learn how to exist in the fucking environment you live in. People yep. should not change the environment like that to suit you. It's nonsense. And you wonder why the majority of the generation, and I'm sorry if there's kids listening, and I'm sorry if people don't like them, I'm about to say this. That is why the majority of the generation is so pussified. Because you constantly cater to them. Stop. Make them put on their big girl or big boy pants and be a fucking adult. Stop coddling these kids. Because you're not teaching them anything. They're They're adults. Stop coddling them. Tell your kids they suck. <coughs> Tell them they're being an asshole and they're being an Stop fucking coddling them. Because you wonder why we're in this problem. Because everyone thinks they're this. See, the whole concept of back when it first started, 
that kids are like individual snowflakes was actually a good concept when it first started out. Because what was happening, people were starting to see the mainstream school system just churn out carbon copy kids. They were all the same. No more arts. No more music. You're all just going to be these mindless drones. Parents got pissed and said, no, children are individuals. They have their own interests and styles and personalities. And you need to foster that because that's how innovation happens in this country. It was a good concept. It was a great concept. But like most good concepts in this country, somebody takes it too far. And now the snowflake thing is a bad thing. Because what that means is you are so fucking fragile that the moment the slightest bit of pressure is put on you, you fucking melt. It's a fucking problem. Why do we do this to these kids? Absolutely. Well, we spend, and I don't think there's any one. I think that most of what we've got going on in this country today is a direct result of some parent, probably with good intentions, falling short and expecting somebody else to pick up the slack. Yes. Um, participation trophies. Uh, one of the best ones I've ever seen was uh, a, a video that I've seen recently was a guy saying, you know, tell me something that you would have heard growing up that they can't, ha- that you wouldn't hear today. And it's like a guy leaning out a window saying, you want a trophy for your son, but he lost. You know, <laughs> we can make him, you know, we give trophies to the winners. We can make him a trophy that says first loser if you want mm-hmm. that. And that we... We're doing nothing to get them. We coddle them their whole lives. We keep them in a bubble. And then all of a sudden they get out in the real world, find out that it sucks and they don't have the tools to handle it. Right. And, and like, no, go ahead. Oh, no, please go ahead. No, I was going to say, and I say that from a standpoint of someone who focuses a lot of his free time, excuse me, a lot of his free time on men's mental health. Why do you think there's such a growing, and I'm going to focus on, on, on men, boys here for a second, because I'm not a woman. Okay. I don't, women have their own independent struggles that men go through. Okay. We have a lot of the similar, same shit. We also have very different things. So I'm going to speak just on the male species right now. Why do you think there are so many broken, fragile males that exist in this country? Because let's be honest here. Look at the last handful of mass shootings that have occurred in this country. They're all perpetrated by broken, fragile men that don't have a decent male role model in their life that have never been taught right or wrong about anything and they go out and do shit like this why do you think that is because you're you're literally fostering them and raising them in an environment that breeds that type of behavior because they don't know what a man is right. i was taught growing up you don't start fights you finish them men handle shit if men gotta get physical men fit, fit, fucking fix that shit with these not with a gun right you know what I mean? And like, again, I am not advocating violence. I am not telling anyone, tell your kid and go tell him to beat the fuck out of that kid that's picking on him. No, that's not what I'm saying. But back when I was growing up, that's how shit got handled. You ran your mouth. You had to run your hands to back that hey. shit up. That's how men handled shit back then. Absolutely. Now you're a tough guy because you can go steal your daddy's gun and then go into school and teach all these kids a lesson. No. Why do you think that happens? Because you're not raising them to be men. You're raising them to be sissies. And I'm sorry, people aren't going to like the fact that I'm saying that, but it's the fucking truth. No, and I'm no, not it, saying it, that men aren't allowed to have feminine qualities. There are. You're absolutely allowed to have feminine qualities. You're absolutely allowed to be sensitive. But everything in moderation. I mean, you, we're raising kids in this country where they can't handle even the slightest bit of criticism anymore. They just break. Right. And, and we... And we uh... We do everything in our power to 
eliminate problems for our kids. Your kids should never consider you your friend until maybe their late 20s. Until they've gone at least five mm-hmm. years without asking for money, they should never consider you their friend. 100%. They have, to, they have to understand that you can roll in and make everything okay, or you can roll in and rain hell down on them, depending on what they need at that time. Yeah. And you will do either with equal enthusiasm because it's in their best interest. And the other thing that we do is I think we're too quick to roll in and solve our kids' problems for them. And what we're doing in yeah. effect with that is we're not teaching them how to handle them themselves. No. You have to step back and say, okay, this is yours. Figure it out. You put the safety net in so that if they scuff their knees, you can pick them up, dust them off. I don't know how many times in my childhood, up to, up into my teens, I could be laying on my flat of my back on a dirt road with a cloud of dust over me. And my dad standing over me going, well, boy, did we learn something? Mm-hmm. And he would always help me back up and we'd fix whatever I'd done, you know, whatever stupid thing I'd broken or exploded at the time. But he let me make those mistakes. And that's how you learn. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's exactly the point that I'm making. You don't you you literally you eliminate every problem from your kid's life. And then they think that that's how shit gets solved. Then mom and dad are going to wave their hand and all the problems go. That's not how the real world works. Like, oh. not not at all. Like, you, <laughs> when you become an adult and you're on your own, no one's there. That's you. It, no it's one's you. There to help you. It's, it, that's you. That's all <laughs> on you. Like, everyone laughs at the memes that they see online where it's like, I never realized how hard my parents had to work to keep me healthy. Like, I get sick, and I don't even know how to make a fucking doctor's appointment. I'm going to die. Yeah, motherfucker, you probably will, because, like, you don't learn how to do any of this shit. You're never put, you don't, we don't put kids in situations anymore where they have to learn how to fend for themselves. You know? No, it, it's fucking it, sad. Like, I grew up, my, keep in mind, I'm going to issue this disclaimer. My dad never put any of us kids in a situation where there was any life-threatening harm to us. But if he knew we were about to do something stupid that wouldn't critically injure us, but it was going to fucking hurt. Do you think he stopped us? No, no, he did not. He would stand there and fucking watch and watch (laughs) and just be like, are you going to do it again? No, 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 No. not going to do it again. We're good. This is why I told you not to do it the first time you tried. Maybe now you listen to me, motherfucker. Like, but like, that's the, and because of that, I know how to fend for myself. You know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely. And I, am I perfect? Do I get everything right 100%? At 32 years old, do I still call my father and be like, Dad, what do I do? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm not asking my father to bail me out of it. I'm asking for him to give me advice so I can get myself out of it. Right. I don't right. expect my dad to bail me out of any situation ever. Now, if the situation arose where I absolutely needed my father's help at 32 years old, Dad, I, I need you to come help me out with this. Would he do it? 100%. Because he knows if I'm calling him for that level of help, I have fucking tried everything I could possibly think of short of illegal activities to fix a problem on my own before I'm calling him and asking him for help. My father has been gone for almost 20 years now, give or take, and I can still hear his voice in my ear sometimes. And back to what your father did, it took me till about the age of 14 to realize that he would always have, you know, friends over on the weekends. They'd be working on cars or whatever. 
And it took me till about 14 to realize that if he saw me doing something and he stopped his buddies doing what they were doing to watch me, I was about to get hurt and I should probably just quit. Yep. But you learned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's, it's really crowd, funny when you key in on that, though. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. The, the bigger the crowd he's calling over, the worse this is going to be for you. <laughs> exactly. Like, but, my, like my dad, like, I don't want to make it sound like my dad didn't pay attention to us because he did. Like my dad, my I had one of the best fathers I could have ever asked for growing up. I didn't know it at various points in my life because like most male teenagers, I was a shithead and assumed I knew more than my father. And I found out very quickly that was not the case. But I digress. But my father would always pay attention to us. But, like, if my dad was in the middle of doing something, like, my dad busted his ass. Like, before my dad became a paramedic, he was a mechanic. You know what I mean? He worked long hours, hard hours doing that shit. So when the weekend rolled around, like, there was some times where, like, dad just wanted to sit, have a beer, and watch the fucking NASCAR race, right? Like, that was his thing. Like, that was his unwinding, right? So... If my dad stopped doing shit like that and was watching you, you were either doing something he was incredibly proud of or you were about to, you were about to fuck up. And yeah. you had to fit like once once you like as you get older and you start to notice that, you have to now figure out in your head like what way is this going to go? Why is he watching me? Is he proud or is he waiting for me to fuck up so he can be like what'd you learn? And like it's almost like you get like brain lock. Like you just stop and you're like uh and you don't know how to proceed. I still have moments like that. Where, like, I can feel my dad looking at me like, okay, what would my dad say if he saw me do this right now? Would he be like, hey, good job? Or he'd be like, you're a dumbass. I don't have a bracelet that says WWJD. I have a bracelet that says WWDD. What would dad do? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and to be fair, there are still times to this day, and it's probably one of the reasons that I still call my family grief, that I will look at myself and say, okay, what would dad do? Or... Remember him gathering his friends around, and my thought was going to be, "Okay, if you're going to do this, you better fully commit. Don't half-ass it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if, so if it's going to be epic, we're going to make it epic. If you're going to win, you're going to win big, or you're going to lose big. There's going to be no second guessing what just went down." Yep. My <laughs> and dad. And I still do that now. Yep. My dad instilled a lot of values in me, but there's a few things that my father said to me growing up that I will always remember. One of those things is, "Do no harm, but take no shit." I will always remember that. And one of the th other things he said to me, what he he said it without saying it verbatim like this. Essentially, what he would tell us growing up is if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Yes. And that was the fucking rule. He goes, listen, he goes, you want to be dumb. He goes, go ahead and be dumb. He goes, I'm going to tell you not to be. He goes, but you got to be tough enough to handle the consequences. And I found <laughs> that out the hard way on many occasions. <laughs> like, old oh, man wasn't yeah. kidding. He was being serious. <laughs> I remember... And probably the, the most profound conversation I ever had with my father, my 16th birthday, he sets me down. And it was typical Southern family. We had chores, curfews, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And he looks at me and goes, so oh, you're 16 too. now. I, I had yeah. a curfew till I was 21. <laughs> well, when, when I turned 16, dad looks at me and says, okay, you were 16. Your chores are now gone. And I'm thinking, freaking awesome. He goes, no. Your chores are gone because now you're starting to learn how to be a man. And these are your responsibilities. I shouldn't have to remind you to get these done. It's on you from this point forward. Mm -hmm. He says, your curfew, it's gone too. He said, but just know that if you're out at two o'clock on a Wednesday night, you are going to school Thursday morning. You have to answer the bell every day. Mm -hmm. And he said, the last thing I'm going to tell you is that if you get your ass in trouble, you will get your ass back out. 
I'm not going to write in and save you. Now, I'm, I figured out maybe 30 years later that that was a total bluff, but it worked. Right. <laughs> you know, be he would have been there if I didn't need him, but he made me think he wasn't going to be there. That's all it took. Oh, 100%. But again, it's it's that tough love thing. It's it's that concept of tell your kids they suck once in a while. There is nothing, yeah. like, I'll be honest with you, there is nothing wrong with looking, like, and I'm not talking to, like, a three-year-old. Like, please, for the love of God, don't look at a three-year-old like, you suck. What I'm saying is, like, you go from being a kid where every macaroni sculpture is Picasso and it goes up on the fridge and, and you think you're the, 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 the next Andy fucking Warhol. You know what I mean? Like, and if you're little, that's that's fine. Okay, because when we're little, like, we think we can grow up and be a T-Rex when we're older. Like, that shit's right. fine. Like, that's your headspace like you can think like that once your kid gets to a certain age it is completely and totally okay to look at your kid and be like no that's not good enough you need to do better and my dad did that to us all the time if we did good my father told us we did good but if we sucked at something he wasn't an asshole about it but my father was not afraid to look at us and be like no you need to do better like you're better than that you can do better than this like he wasn't disappointing my dad was the hardest oh my gosh i hated disappointing my dad i mean Looking back, I hate the fact that I disappointed my father. But again, you've all heard m- m- some of my story on, on the show at one point or another. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's easy for you to figure out that at certain stages in my life, I had a real problem with authority. Um, so I didn't listen to dad. And I didn't pay attention to the fact that I disappointed dad. Years later, looking back at how much I disappointed him, it broke my fucking heart. Because, you know, you get older, you get hopefully a little wiser and you can see the mistakes that you've made but yes now disappointing my father is the worst thing in the world like i nope never... it was always the worst thing in the world for me it got it it got me out of so much trouble when i was little because there were so many things that i could have done and didn't because i was afraid of what my dad would say if he found out oh 100 like my dad will kill me he will kill me and not physically he will stop talking to me because he is so disappointed. He will not be able to speak to me, and I cannot handle that. I cannot take silent treatment from my dad. No. But isn't no. it funny how that works? The kids, <laughs> the kids who had parents like that, who acted like that, they always got mocked, right? Oh, your parents, never, you're lame. You can't do this. Your parents don't let you do that because all the cool kids' parents let them do that. Where are most of those cool kids now? Not. Well, do jail not doing fucking shit with their life that's right jail or dead yeah yeah but the kids you you mocked because they gave a shit what their parents thought about what they were doing are for the most part not all of them but a large majority of them are fairly well adjusted adults and doing reasonably okay in life all things considered i didn't care as much about what my mom thought but my dad but the thing is is my dad was more lenient than my mom my dad, there's only certain things that I would do that would get to my dad, and I would know it was like I can't do that. I my mean, dad get mad. I can't. Know. I can do it because my mom. I don't care. My mom gets mad if I do it and do this. My dad gets mad. I'm I can't. I can't do it. My dad will get mad. I mean, my dad. Are. There were several things that my dad told me, but like you were talking about these things that your dad said. My dad said, "If it ain't right, it ain't right." And that I teach that to my daughter. If it ain't right, it ain't right. But the other thing that he taught me was, it's only illegal if you get caught. So like, <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> I don't Learned know. that lesson. Which, which one do I take with me? Both. I took both with me because legality and morality are two different things. Well, I mean, I learned it from a movie, 
But I mean, sometimes doing the, the other part to that is sometimes doing the right thing ain't doing the right thing. Sometimes. You know what I mean? Is it morally right or legally right for you to do something? Yes. Is it morally correct? No. So you kind of have to use your judgment there, you know? Is it the opposite? I would rather be morally right than legally right. Yeah, but like, is it legally right for me to break the guy's jaw that I knew had had physically assaulted a female friend of mine? Legally, okay, so that's, that's morally correct, but legally incorrect. Right, legally not correct. Morally, one hundred percent, without a doubt, correct. I will never regret that decision in my entire life. So, in my head, the it, it ain't right, it ain't right. In my head, that's that doesn't apply. That's the it's only illegal yeah. if you get caught in that instance. So, yeah, I took both of them. With or <laughs> sometimes doing the right thing ain't doing the right thing. The right thing would have Ask been like the, I don't have a let the cops <laughs> of the legal system hand, handle it. But that's not the right thing. Sometimes you got to handle that shit on your own. Again, uh, not advocating violence. No, I am to the point where I prefer to handle things legally. It's more fun. I like the long game more. It's way more fun. Hmm. It's way more fun. Yeah, because everybody yeah, forgets. Yeah. People forget. People are so quick to forget. You you are a huge fan of the middle chessboard. That's I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, I really am because the big picture. I see the big picture from the start, and nobody else sees the big picture. So I just wait. I hate wasting time. <laughs> like hey, like right off the top of the bat, I prefer not to get myself in situations where I have to worry about any of that. Right? Like well, that's yeah. always that's always the first path. Like let's just not not get to a situation where that's applicable to begin with. But. And I think I think Hellbilly would agree with me on this one. Like, we're more of the direct approach, where it's not like you want to play the long game, you can play the long game, right? Like, tactically speaking, we'll use this in a form of like a form of tactics. It's still direct. Well, no, 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 no. Here's what I'm saying: (laughs) you want to you want to play the long game. You want to rappel to the top of the building, go down through the roof hatch, and then come down. Unsuspecting yes. on them uh, in the first floor. Batman. You go ahead and do that. Me, I'm getting a fucking breaching charge in an M4, and I'm blowing I'm a hole coming. in, and I'm taking He's care like, of the fucking I'm problem. Going through the front door. Yes. Yeah, like that's it. And I'm With okay. Bazooka. Let's be clear. I'm not talking about like going in and shooting up at people. I'm. It's it's no, it's a metaphor. Metaphor in the situation. Yes. Agreed. I'm going through it's the front door, and I'm handling the problem. Type of that Done. destruction. So I can go home and have beer. Like that's how I prefer to handle shit. I, I and it depends. Now there's there's definitely a line with me that um, I'm a firm believer: full throttle, head on, deal with it, move on, get it done, and get past it. But if you hit a certain level of my pissed off psyche, I will <laughs> I will take great pleasure in taking years torturing you at every given opportunity. Well, mine's not even about the torture. It's about the end game. Like, it's about the end result. However we get to, because there's so much that can happen to get to the end result. It's just getting to, so like, so something could happen. It's like, okay, this is still the end result, but now we have to reroute to get, and it's fun for me. It's a puzzle. Mm. It's analytical. And I always get to watch everybody get their karma. See, I'm so. one of those people. Stealth is never an option. <laughs> it's so much more fun when yeah, I don't I have a hand in it. It's so much more fun when I just get to watch it happen. It like, just vi- is. like if you watch me play video games, like the way I handle problem real and re- problems in real life are the same way that like 
I handle, like I deal with video games. If you look at my stealth rating on any video game, it's like 10%, 90% assault because I just let's fucking go. <laughs> like, I don't, I, like, I'm like, i not standing in the back. Plays Call of Duty, okay? He is in the front lines. Yeah, like you have these assholes that like to play on the fringe parts of the map and pick people off. Fuck you, I'm going right down the middle. And I'm taking you know, as many you motherfuckers with me. I will pause for a moment in places, but I I'm a runner. I'm constantly nah, just if you watch me on the new Call of Duty game. If you watch me on the new Call of Duty game, I'm a crackhead when I play that game. And what's I funny about it is like I go ripping through there and I'll get like four or five kills, I'll die. But you know what? The asshole on the other side of the map, okay, he took out two people. That's all you're gonna do. I just go. <laughs> fucking fucking send that shit man like but like i'm also one of those people like i think a lot of that comes to do with the fact that like i hate wasting time like i hate like it's not a waste of time for me though but like okay so like look at it fun look at it from my <laughs> from my standpoint and i'll explain to you my rationale on this and my thought path with this okay i spent way too many years living in the past like that's that's time that i'll never get back right like it doesn't matter what i do that time spent that's why I always tell people time is the most precious commodity that exists in the world. More important than gold, money, whatever. Time is the most precious commodity because once you spend it, it's gone. And no matter what else you do in life, you can never buy that time back. But okay. you trade it every single day for, for goods, services, whatever, right? So I hate wasting time because I spent so much of my life wasting time, right? And I'm not saying like I don't handle things tactfully. I do. Like, I don't just, like, throw a grenade in the room and be like, all right, let's go, like, all the time. Like, I like I, I take my time handling problems. You know what I mean? But, like, I also don't dilly-dally around certain things. Like, it's like when, when people want to have difficult conversations about shit. He waits till the flashbang goes off before he goes in the room. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, fair. Yeah. But you know what I mean? But, yeah. like, it's one of those things where it's like, if, if there's a difficult conversation that needs to be had, these people that tenderfoot around the issue, no, no. What's the problem? This is the problem? Okay, how do we work past this problem? We're good? We're good. Let's go. I, for me, I personally don't see the benefit of doing that sometimes. Like, why? Just be direct. I and that, Just say and that shit. You'll, 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 you will be able to relate to this because it, it's a, a constant war that I will have with my superiors in my company. Someone will get a speaking ticket in the company van. Everyone in the company gets an email mm -hmm. saying, hey, watch your speed, blah, 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 blah. I will pick up the phone and I will call and say, was I the one speeding? No. Then why the hell did I get this email? Yeah. If it's not, if I didn't do it, don't talk to me about it. If I did, I will take my ass chewing. Otherwise, leave me alone. Exactly. Drives me like I don't get emails like that at like the company, but like I know exactly what you're talking about because like working in a corporate environment before, I hated that shit. We all know who the problem somebody else does. Okay, let's be very clear here. And I'm I'm so I said this at my previous job. Okay, so this is a perfect example of it, right? Brought a backpack to work every day, put snacks in it. <laughs> you know the story I'm gonna tell you. Snacks in it, my vape shit, all that stuff. Like extra t-shirts, because if it rained, like I don't want to even wet t-shirt, all this shit like that. Always put in a backpack, right? Well, some assholes decided that they were going to steal product from the back of the truck and they were going to sneak it out in the backpack. Well, they got caught. 
So then the company was basically like, okay, no backpacks are allowed. And I looked my boss dead in the face. Like, I will tell you, I will say it to you exactly how I said it to him. I was like, uh, excuse me. And he goes, what? I'm like, did I get caught stealing shit in my backpack? He's like, no. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, you, you, you found the people who, who got caught stealing in their backpack, right? He goes, yeah, yeah. Why am I being punished? For something they they did he's like well it's just a safety precaution and i said no i said point of fact i said that is not a safety precaution i said what you are currently engaging in i said is called collective punishment i said and a little maybe unknown fact to you about collective punishment is it was outlawed by the fucking geneva convention <laughs> that you cannot punish the whole for the actions of a few. It was outlawed in the Geneva Convention. I said, what you were technically doing, I said, by definition, is a violation of human rights. He goes, it's are you illegal. really? I go, it's illegal. He goes, are you really going to take that line with me? I said, you're goddamn right I am. Now, I said, because that's what it is. I said, now granted, I said, when they talked about it at the Geneva Convention, were they talking about like crimes against humanity? 100%. But the fact of the matter is, is if you look it up, it just says collective punishment. It does not, in fine print, say what form of collective punishment. It just says collective punishment. Right. Let, let me throw this one out there just, just for uh, the hell of it. Um, I Those emails fly. And I know that anyone who works in a company sitting with more than five employees has seen the emails fly. Yeah. What if... We're actually seeing an extension of those emails are flying because, well, we can't make Junior feel bad about his decisions. Fuck Junior. Tying back into the kids. We can't tell the kids that they suck. And it just oozed its way into the business sector. That's exactly you what know, it is. You can't, you, have, you can't call the kid out. No. So because you we'll get everybody. You have to protect everyone's feelings because microaggressions, whatever the fuck they are, are apparently a thing that exists in society. Like, like, let's be okay. So, like, I'm gonna say it. Okay, you stamp my motherfucking name to it. I, I don't care. Okay, there's a woman who watches this show fairly regularly. I'm not gonna call her by name. She, she told us this story in the comments, so I'm not saying anything I shouldn't. She is a nurse on a psychiatric unit. She got reprimanded because she thought it was ridiculous that a patient on the psychiatric unit needed a litter box in their room because they identified as a fucking furry. Full stop. Wait, what? It, it, what? what? So, if you identify as a fucking cat, you don't belong in the hospital, you belong in the veterinarian clinic, and therefore you do not belong in the public school system. You belong in a cat tree someplace, not in the public school hey. system. But, but because we have... We have to cater to everyone's individual. Now this is what we have to fucking do. People are just getting to a point to see how ridiculous they can take it. Well, that's what it is. And I, I, I've i said this how multiple we times. This? Well, right. Well, I've said this multiple times before. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to make this very clear in case anyone tries to come in and, and chop this up and make it seem like I say something, said something that I didn't. I 100% support the lgbtq community support you guys 100 what you choose to do in your love life behind closed doors so long as it doesn't involve children or animals 
None of my fucking business. Doesn't affect me. I don't give a shit. Do you, boo-boo? Okay? If you identifying as a fucking toaster somehow makes it easier for you to navigate life mentally, psychologically, do you, boo-boo? Go for it. Doesn't fucking affect me. Okay? But, but, don't shove it down my throat. And don't get pissed at me because I, I don't believe everything you say. Now, I say that to tell you this. How long, and we're just going to fuck the gay community. How long did the gay community fight for same-sex marriage? Years. Years they fought for this. They were ridiculed. The AIDS epidemic was blamed on this population of people. Horrendous shit were said and done to this community. Okay? Totally not okay. They fought fucking tooth and nail to get that same right that everyone in this fucking room has. And I support that 100%. Have no issue for it whatsoever. Here's where I do have a problem with it, though. They got it. And everybody saw how instantly the world changed overnight, as it should have, because it was a good thing. But the world changed overnight. And they start, I don't want to say special treatment because that's not what I mean. But society almost handled that community like kid gloves because it was almost like society as a whole overnight suddenly became glaringly aware of how fucked up they have treated this group of people for the last three decades, right? So they started handing with kid gloves because it's like, oh shit, like I feel guilty. Now I kind of got to handle you a different way to let you know that like, hey, like I'm, I'm with you, I support you, but I'm sorry all that shit happened. So it's not special treatment, but it is special treatment in a way, you understand what I'm trying to say? People saw that. Well then, after a few years, and I don't want to say it was a novelty because that's not what I mean, but for lack of a better way to put it, the, the the newness and the novelty of being gay wore off. It became what it should have been all along. It was a normal right. part of society. It wasn't this taboo thing anymore. It was just like seeing anything else that you had seen for the last decade, right? So it wasn't cool to be that anymore. Well, now we have to change it. We have to, we have, we have to, we have to change it. We have to make it different. And I, I'm... Be very clear here. I'm not referring to lesbians, gays, transgender. I'm not referring to any of that. What I'm specifically referring to are the individuals who identify as a furry or a toaster or some shit like that. It's gotten to the point now where in order for you to get that special feeling like, hey, look at me. I'm special. I'm different. You have to keep pushing that boundary further and further and further. And now that is why you are seeing this sick fucking campaign to make minor attracted persons a thing because it's not enough to be a furry anymore. It's not enough to be the pronouns in the fucking bios anymore. That's not enough. We have to push it even further now. And this is where we've gotten to because of that. This is what happens in society. When you take things that should be a norm and make them seem like it's like it's special or it's different when it shouldn't be, People have to keep up in the fucking ante to get that feeling. It's like drugs. It's like drugs. Weed doesn't work anymore, so you jump to coke. Coke doesn't work anymore, so you jump to meth because you're always chasing that fucking feeling. And that's exactly what occurs in society with this shit. It's what gives me that feeling that I'm different. I'm different. Now look where we're yeah, at. I'm different. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. 
and that'll probably be a hot take that many people won't like. And I'm sorry if you don't like it, but if it's the it's the fucking truth. And I'm not trying to lighten it. Yeah, I'm not. No, you're good. And I'm not saying that like people people said they were gay to be cool. That's not what I'm insinuating at all. I'm just saying they felt good because they got that right, and they should have because they should have had that right all along. How do you get that feeling back once it's it becomes about normal? Human rights. It's about human rights. All rights. Yeah. Human it, rights. Yeah. If you keep, well, yeah, but once, if you keep moving the you, edge. Right. Once you start you doing move, specific for specific groups, specific things, it's no longer human rights. It's it's catering to one group of people. And that's exactly the point that I'm making. Is that's what it's turned into. People saw that they got catered to if they held a certain viewpoint or a certain ideology or they lived a certain way. And then everyone wanted their own little piece. Well, like I'm, 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 I'm a little bit different than this guy, so like I get special treatment too, right? No, you're essentially like Kelly said. You're essentially asking for the same fucking basic human rights that everybody should have had from the jump. But you now you've taken it to such an extreme that we're putting litter boxes in fucking school bathrooms for kids that identify as furries. What the shit is that? And, and I think that again, well, I think again, what you're saying here ties right back into the original conversation. We have spent, society as a whole has spent so much time trying to teach our kids that no matter what they do, they're special, the most amazing thing on the planet. They're they're awesome at everything that they do. That now when they get out in the world and realize that it sucks, it's okay, well, I can't cope this way. So I'm going to take the boundaries and I'm going to push this this way. If I don't get they start looking at society almost like their parents in that if I can't get good attention, I'm going to get bad attention because at least it's still attention. Mm -hmm. So let's just take that edge and run with it. When in reality, what you should be telling your kids is you're going to be great at a lot of things, but you're going to suck at a lot more things. And that's okay. You're not going to be great at everything. You're not going to be an all-star at everything you do. You're not going to pick up a golf club and be Tiger Woods. You're not going to pick up a basketball and become Michael Jordan. But this is what we, we instill in kids. And to a certain extent, to a certain age, that's okay. Because you have to you have to instill positivity in your kid to get them to try new things, right? To try something right. different. But after a right. certain point, it, it, it becomes more of a hindrance than it is a help. Because now you've given them the fallacy that they're just they, they have to, they have to understand that it's okay to suck at some things. You don't have to win at everything. And part of sports, band, art, whatever they're doing through school is to me, it's more teaching them what they find that they don't like or don't enjoy or they suck at as it is to teach them what they're going to be successful at. Because you mm -hmm. have to find your niche and start to build on that. And if you don't, then you come out in the world and you know you get a liberal arts degree or a degree in sex Underwater or whatever. You can't yes. grow if you don't fail. Right, exactly. You have to scrape, scrape your knees. I mean, you look, have to. Look at one of the greatest times of economic expansion in this country and one of the greatest times of innovation in this country was when the times was during a time that the government was just like, you know what? Do you try, fail, reformulate the plan, then come back to it. We don't do that anymore. 
You don't let kids fail. Kids have to fail. Failure is an essential part to learning how to be an adult. Absolutely. I say it all the fucking time. I, I'm not worried about people like me going postal and going into a mall and doing a mass casualty, okay? And I've had a fucked up life. Y'all have heard a lot of it, okay? I know that Hellbilly didn't have the easiest time growing up. I know Morgan didn't have the easiest time growing up when it came to certain things. These are not the people that I'm worried about going postal and doing something like that. I'm worried about the people who have been sheltered and catered to their whole life that when their toilet gets clogged, they're screaming, is there no God up to the sky? Because they've never been faced with even the slightest bit of adversity. Those are the people I'm worried about because you can't handle real life. You've never been faced with a problem. You've never been faced with failure. You, It's just been handed to you like, oh, no, it's okay, Timmy. It's okay. No, you can't do that. They don't learn anything. You will learn more in one failure than you will 10 triumphs. Thomas Edison said, what? I didn't. Thomas Edison once said, I didn't okay. fail 99 times. I just found 99 ways how not to make a light bulb. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, most of his work he stole from Tesla. So fuck Edison. Okay. But <laughs> fact remains, that is a solid quote. Right. 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 He, he came was up with given, a quote. He didn't come up with yeah. the idea for the light bulb. He was put <laughs> in an environment where either. he was allowed to fail 99 times till he got it right. That would not exist Absolutely. today because most of these kids today would fail twice and be like, "Oh fuck it, I can't do it." Oh no! Well, and and, and <laughs> you got to give credit where you where you try ninety nine times and you were on one hundred, you go industrial espionage. Wasn't true. I'm gonna steal that shit. That. Listen, right. When I was growing up, when I learned how to ride my bike without training wheels, I was probably six or seven. My dad just took the training wheels off my bike, and I fell off twice. And I was like, I'm done. I'm not riding the bike anymore. I was mad. I was like, I'm not getting back on it ever again until you put the training wheels back on. He said, well, I guess you're not riding your bike again. The next summer, he wouldn't put the training wheels back on. So I didn't ride it all summer long. I was mad. And at the end of the summer, I just got on it and started riding it. And I just started riding it. Like, mm-hmm. it just happened. Because he was mm-hmm. not going to put the training wheels back on it. I'm not doing it. You don't need the training wheels. You need to learn how to ride the bike. But, I mean, expand that out a little bit further when it comes to a lot of things. Okay, like Megan was telling me the other day that like they won't give peanut butter to kids anymore, or they won't hand out like Reese's peanut butter cups at Halloween. If the mom ate peanut butter while she was pregnant, the child's not going to be allergic to peanut butter. Exactly my point. I'm not a doctor. I'll say this joke until I no longer do this podcast. I'm not a doctor. I stayed at a holiday in one time. Kids are probably allergic to peanuts because you don't give them fucking peanuts, right? Like, 100 years ago... an immunity. Yeah, 100 years ago, we didn't have gluten intolerance, right? Like, it wasn't a fucking thing. But now, like, gluten intolerance is, like, is a, is a real... And I'm not saying, like, celiacs is fake because my best friend's fucking wife has it and it's horrendous when she goes through it. I feel awful for her because it's, like, the worst... Thing to watch someone go through like it's just you just feel like icky what what where, where, where did celiacs come from it's all of these fad diets where it's like cut all of this shit out for fucking forever people's bodies stop getting used to processing shit like this 
Why do you think none of us, like, why do you think all of us probably have healthy immune systems? Because we were told to go outside and play in the fucking dirt. Because I don't ever wear shoes. Well, yeah, but we were probably, we, we went outside and played in the dirt. We didn't sit inside all the time. We went outside and played. We built up a healthy immune system because we <laughs> ate fucking dirt as kids. Oh, yeah. And drank from garden hoses. And drank from, I'm not advocating, I'm not saying give your kid a fucking spoonful of dirt. I mean, that's not what I'm saying, but like, Stop coddling these kids. Well, let them play oh, in the dirt, and if they happen to eat it, don't freak out. Yeah. Right. And if you feel the need, at least mix it with some peanut butter so you can kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> Fuck, fucking A, man. Like, there you go. <laughs> Secrets of the fucking universe right here. Like I said, I'm not a parent, right? I'm not a parent. I'm not a doctor. This is just how I look at shit. You've, we, we've, and I understand the world is a scary fucking place. Okay, I get that. I mean, even back from like, I mean, I've been out of high school, what, over 10 years now? I know, I'm young. That's not the point. Even back when I was in high school, a short 10, 12 years ago, the world is a very different place from when I was 18 years old. Like, night and fucking day, right? The world is a very scary place. I understand. Shelter people, shelter them in moderation. They don't need to be sheltered from everything. Facts. It is completely and totally illogical to think that you can put your child in a plastic bubble and protect them from everything from the moment they are born till the moment they go out into the world on their own and think that they are going to be a functioning adult. It is impossible because school's I, not helping them. <laughs> School is not teaching not them essential life skills. Pull your I, children I from public schools. I am a full advocate of that. I hate homeschooling my kid, but I hate public well, schools a I, billion times more. I, I, I will roll with this. I, I, I will roll with this one, Morgan. And it's just, again, personal opinion. To me, pulling my child out of public school is I am admitting defeat and I refuse to do that. Because And, and I'm also looking at it as a homeowner going, okay, I am now paying property taxes and I'm just basically might as well take into the driveway and set fire to because I'm getting no return on the investment. Not that I'm getting any to begin with. So well, my my <laughs> I, I my my goal, and it has begun, is that by the end of 2023, when the city council or the school board see me walk in the room, I want at least two of them to roll their eyes. Yeah, no, I don't have that fight in me because there's not enough people that will fight with me. So instead, I'll just raise my kid the way I think my kid needs to be raised, and the public school system can go fuck themselves. Well, I mean, I get, and, and, I get and, both sides of that argument. Oh, and I don't dis- and I don't disagree with you. And it's it's a matter of mindset, and I can see a, where yours your option is a viable option. And I don't disrespect. Oh, that. I totally understand it. what you're saying too. Like it just made me think, man, I ain't paying these school taxes. Mine, How do I get out of that? My, <laughs> you don't. Mine, mine looks at it, and I. Why and I have had these conversations in the past. I, I don't know what it is about my heritage. I'm Scotch Irish Welsh by by heritage. Um, as my dad said, we were half Scotch, I mean, half Irish, half Welsh, and about a fifth of Scotch. Um, but, <laughs> it's like a Chuck Norris joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. That's a bad but, dad joke, what that is. I love that. I will, I will, um, I will walk into a room. I don't care if I'm outnumbered. I don't care if not enough people are going in. I, to me, I will walk into a room, and I think it's, it's one of the reasons that uh, why I think relate to each other. I, I will look at a hundred people stacked up against me and go, go, damn, it's hundred to one. I got them right where I want them. Let's go, because I'm. I, I'd rather go down than be full, 
forced into admitting defeat. Mm -hmm. I'm not really and, worried about standing alone. I just know that there's power in numbers. And one crazy looking girl that looks like a liberal that's speaking Republican <laughs> does not need to be standing up there by herself. <laughs> I'm not even speaking Republican. I'm speaking Constitution. And they're going to be like, this bitch is crazy. We don't want her here. I get, I get it. I'll go in there and be like, this is illegal. 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 You can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. And be like, And And I will tell you real quick that one of the reasons I am one of your biggest freaking fans is because I will look at you and go, you know what? None of the edges of these puzzle pieces match up, but by God, it's awesome to watch. Because <laughs> at the end, you're like, wait a Force minute, how understand. did she put this shit together to make sense? <laughs> oh, I, and I, it, I have gotten, I, I admittedly, I've gotten hours of entertainment and headaches <laughs> trying to keep up with you. Oh Imagine God. how why it feels on a regular basis. Or Brittany, because she gets me all day long. <laughs> Zach and I get it like on the fringe in the chats where like we're just like what the we fuck try to, We try to keep it to each other, but every once in a while we'll move over to the it group of all four of us. spills into the chat and I'm just like And it's just overload. Because she's just wait, wait till the podcast happens. I want to know how y'all are going to keep up with both of us. They just, I don't even. <laughs> I can't. I, I have. I have to laugh because the I was a couple shows back. You guys did one where Britt was at your house, and I was, I'm I was watching why. Oh yeah, that's right. You were at hers, and I was watching you guys do what you do, and then I was watching Wyatt and then Zach occasionally go in, and I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't know if those guys are really friends. I think they're more of a support group for each yeah. other. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good. That's a good way of looking at it. Like, honest to God, like before Zach got added to the chat and like do like video calls and stuff like that, it'd go on for like two hours. I would maybe say five things because they're just and they're like, you can talk. They're like, you can talk. Like we can hear you and talk at the same time. I'm like, yeah, but I can't. I can't because you're just. So, like, it literally gets to the point where, like, I have to raise my hand and be like, can you both shut the fuck up for five seconds so I can say something? And they're like, yeah, go. And, and then I tell them. group call, we'll have two, it'll be two conversations going at once because me and Brittany will be talking and him and Zach will be talking and it'll just be a thing. It's, it's even worse when we're all together. And Brittany and I are still following their conversation and our yeah, conversation. And they're like, they hate it. They're like <laughs> chiming in the conversation and Zach and I are just like, shut up. Like, go back to what you were talking about. How do women do that? I can't. I mean, I can barely focus on one conversation. Because we can use multiple parts of our brains at the same time. Listen, men can lie all they want. Men cannot fucking multitask. We can't. We can't. Yeah, women Women are made no, to multitask. No. That's, that's a talent. It's like it's it's I said it in the video the other day. I'm like fucking like people can't fucking chew gum and walk at the same time. Listen, These motherfuckers are when, texting and doing 75. Like, no. I can talk on the phone and watch something and listen to music and clean and, and still pay attention to all of it. I can have multiple things going at once and still pay attention to all of it. I will try that once a month just because I watch my wife do it and it's like, okay, well, if she can do it, I can do it. And then I realized that I just wasted a half an hour and I have no idea what happened in any of that. <laughs> He's like, I don't remember the whole half hour. I forgot the whole no, thing. It's just, I didn't even know it's what just I was gone. doing. There's nothing like productive that occurs. It. 
No, it's like I started doing it and somebody just hit the pause button on my brain and nothing happened for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Not one damn thing productive occurs when men try to do it. We usually and, end up and, breaking shit more often. Uh, yeah, my wife can be playing a game, talking to her mom on the phone, watching Criminal Minds or something, yep. helping Connor with his homework, and she can hear me in the basement say the words gun sale. And she's like, and every- not. And she's, nope, done. <laughs> I do all the time. I'm like, what? what? Yeah, I, I could be doing stuff in here, working, listening to music, do whatever I'm doing, and then I can hear something in the other room and be like, I know something's going on that doesn't need to be going on out there. Megan, Just by Megan, the sound that was made. Megan has selective hearing. And it's the weirdest thing. Like, So she'll like FaceTime me while I'm driving around, and I'll be like ranting about traffic, whatever. And she's like working at her desk at work, like doing her job, talking to someone she works with. And I'll be like, did you hear any of that? And she was like, yeah, you were going off about this, this. And I'm just like, yep. What the fuck? Women's brains are amazing. Well, in our defense, or at least my defense, I'm not going to speak for my whole gender. In my defense, when I start trying to multitask, I know I've got at least nine voices in my head that are debating whether penguins have knees or not. They do. So, well, thanks. Now you just, now they're going to have to pick up a whole new argument. They do? They do. Yes, they, do. <laughs> they do. Underneath their flap, the skin flap is just to keep the eggs warm. Oh, shit. They do. They have knees under there. They just don't use them like that. I mean, they use them when they swim and stuff, but like. Okay. Well, if a giraffe wore a necktie, would he wear it closer to his head or more towards his body. It depends on the suit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Stop. We're done. Done with that conversation. We're done. It's too late in the evening for that. She is having a battle of wits with two unarmed people. Yeah, <laughs> I can. You know what's crazy about that is I asked God yesterday to make me witty. And I was like, make me more witty because I'm already witty. I was like, but I need to have more wit. I was like, no, I don't want to be an asshole though. I was like, I don't want like asshole wittiness. I just want some like some good shit to say sometimes. That was some good shit to say. That was a good one. Yes, but <laughs> I love you your I love you. your squirrel moments, man. Listen, my allergies are acting up terrible. Look at my eyeball. Thank you for that. Well, You're welcome. So we always end the show, and you know, because you watch every week. I know you're always yes. Where <laughs> else? Where else would I be? Well, well, we are you sitting that. right there watching it or are you in a more comfortable place? <laughs> I am closer to the fridge where the American honey is. <laughs> and you guys can't say, and I actually, I will give Chevy full credit for this one. He helped me fine tune myself when I came up tonight. My wife saved my ass in his show because just as my drink ran low, she literally opened up the door because you guys have that psychic ability. And all I see is an arm come in with a fresh glass of beverage. <laughs> you told me about this last week. I was dying. It, I, um, but yeah, I'm usually downstairs. I'm not setting up here. It's because women pay attention to patterns and they just know. It's like, oh, it's this time. They haven't been back to do this. Well, let me do it for them. Mm-hmm. That's why men are like, wait, what? Because you don't realize that you guys have patterns. We know you have patterns. 
Oh, I am a creature of habit. And you give me a, when I roll out of bed first thing in the morning, if you give me a speed bump between in the first 45 minutes, my whole day screwed because I've popped out of the slot and I'm not getting back in it for the rest of the day. I'm going ass backwards and sideways the it whole was, it, rest of the day. Her bringing you that drink, it was time. You hadn't been back to she, get a drink. She knew it was time. You're low. Here's your drink. <laughs> As I like to say, her crazy perfectly matches my crazy. Yes, I tell, I tell Megan that all the time. Absolutely. There's nobody out there that matches my crazy. Now I know I'm single. <laughs> oh, no, sweetheart. He's out there. I know he is. He may not have been no. paroled yet, but he's out there. Listen, no, what I tell people is... He's deep undercover in Kandahar. Everybody has a story. <laughs> right, right. People make choices in their life, and I think me and my soulmate made all the wrong decisions that our paths are never going to cross. And it is what it is. I don't believe that, but okay. I do. Uh, not for one, not for one freaking second. No. I do. Not for, not, no. I, I, I refuse, and you can't make me. That's okay. When mm -hmm. I die alone, I'm okay. I'm with him on that one. When we get to heaven, because I'm gonna die alone, I'll just be like, hey, hey, remember when I told you? By the way, this is my soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Thomas Edison. We'll just tie put a bow on this one for these. It'll be Ooh. Thomas Edison. <laughs> Harsh. Harsh. <laughs> that was that was that was that was a low blow. We weren't mind. even born in the same lifetime. I guess to see you next lifetime. That's okay. This this is payback for the subliminal stuff when you guys were talking about how long you had been out of school, high school. And I realized that I could add your times together, and I'd still been out longer. <laughs> Unintentional, I promise. Um, it's anyways. all part of the process, brother. I, it's fine. It's 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 age is age is mindset. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and I'm immature as hell, so I'm golden. One hundred percent. I'm the least mature person I know. Some days. Um, anyway, as I was saying, as you know, we always end the show with the final thoughts of the guests. So they're scratching as a rat. Um, first and foremost, this has been a blast. I thank you guys very much. Um, first, it was an honor to be here. Second, um, we are living in a world that is saying it's insane is like saying the ocean is a little damp. It is past insanity. True. So with all the negative bullshit that is flying today, the best thing that I can say to end this is don't let people steal your energy. Don't waste your time on negativity. Don't waste your time on bullshit. Don't waste time on anything that sucks any of the love and joy that you have out of your system. And sometimes we have to roll up our sleeves and we have to wade into the mess. But if you don't have to, don't do it. Take care of yourself. And the best thing we can do in crazy ass times is be happy people. Absolutely. And as previously stated, if all else fails, breaching charge on the door and just go. Yes, and sweep the corners. Sweep the corners, yes. Just sweep wait the for the grenade to go off before you go in the building. Always. Yeah. My home. To so, real quick story before we end. I was, I was telling Hellbilly the other day about home, my my home defense system. 
and I was having a conversation with people at work about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, you can do, I, you know, I was, I would do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, nah, I was like, no, that works. Like, what are you talking about? I was like, my home defense system is really, really easy. Like, what is it? I said, I need an Alexa, some red LED lights all over the house. I said, and I got, I'll take care of the rest. Like, what is it? I said, someone breaks into my house. All I say is, on. I say, Alexa, welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. And the lights turn red. I said, and all that motherfucker is going to see is a flashbang going off and a dude half naked in socks <laughs> running down the hall of the K bar. That's the home defense system right there. Like, that's scary home defense. Everyone's like, ah, clear the corners with an M4. No, flashbang that motherfucker and go in. She the laser beams that go through the house. Like, don't touch the wires. <laughs> right. That right. defense system is like. As soon as the door opens, all those laser beams come on. So they're gonna be like, "I'm not coming in. I'm not. I'm not going in this house." Are these lasers are they just gonna house. set off the alarm, or are they gonna cut off a limb? Guess you gotta exactly. Get a... That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't yeah, are we talking about catching a thief or Resident Evil laser beams? Right. But that no, but that's where you know. fuck with them. Because reasonably speaking, we cannot afford that many real laser beams that would cause physical damage. I would but have you an could... audio go off that said. Certain laser beams, certain certain things. No, you don't you tell them. Take. <laughs> you don't tell them. No, I want right? them to know. No, I want them to know. You gotta think psychological. Reasonably, we can afford like two, maybe three real laser beams, and we just strategically place them in the field, right? And then what you do is the rest are all fake, and then you have something fall into the laser beam, so they have this false sense of security that they're fake. <laughs> Listen, and no, then they walk into the real one. <laughs> no, all, all my laser beams are going to do something. One's going to set up an alarm. Another one's going to do like fart spray right in their no. face. <laughs> They're not going to want to come back after I'm that. I'm flash banging them and running down the hall with one of these Vikings. The next one's going to like have like a, a, a thing in my floor flip over where it's just a bunch of Legos that you have to step over. I jokingly tell uh, Megan all the time. I've started saying it. I was like, I'm just gonna look at that motherfucker and be like, "You ever fought a grizzly bear on meth? No. You want to? Because I'm about the closest motherfucking thing that you're gonna get to fighting." <laughs> I don't know where it came from. Like we were talking about, and that was just like the analogy that I used. And she just looks at me. She goes, "What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you?" <laughs> He's been like, hanging out with me too long. You picked me. <laughs> I I have got a buddy that is in law enforcement. He has done some work helping me practice how to clear a home. Yeah. And he's, told, you know, and they use a term with voice commands called verbal judo. Mm -hmm. And he was training me to do that. He says, now I want you to, he says, I want you to run your scenario and give me an idea of what, you know, what you, how you will handle this. He said, real world, ready, set, go. And I racked the slide and I, and I said in a real quiet voice, I want to say thank you before I start. I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> <laughs> That, I need that on an audio, and that's going to be the audio that plays when somebody opens my front door and the laser beams come on. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> Welcome. Please enter. Yes. You're going to see a Roomba come out of nowhere with a Claymore on it and just be like, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before the uh, ATF shuts down the channel um, yes. and Kevin gets really mad, thank you for coming on the show. Um, I'm still going to say that like, you should have come on the show first, man. Like you cut me real deep with that. You cut me real deep. 
All right. Well, um, I'm totally fucking with listen, you. But. I'm not mad I, you I, I get that. You love Chevy and 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 Teddy Wap, so. I'm not mad. Good lord. All, all you had to do was man up and ask, brother. I'd have been. I didn't man. think he would do it. Like you're not, you're not the guy that goes on camera. So I was like, he ain't gonna do it. I didn't think about it. Say I even brought it up like two months ago. I was like, he ain't gonna do it. He's not a camera guy. Like you know, you know, like do uh, shit okay. like that. Yeah, well, you don't well, know. You don't ask back, and you're gonna have to come back on our show before you go up back on the other show. Mm, no, see, because I've already got him scheduled to come on the show. He just doesn't know. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. I am at your disposal anytime you need. You want to have a conversation? I would love to be here and spend time with you guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. As always, thank you for spending a little bit of your Friday night with us um, on this train wreck we call the Full Send University podcast. Listen, um, stay tuned for that podcast coming. I don't know when. Oh, I can't wait. I think Brittany um, and I are going to go live tomorrow on TikTok, but I don't know. So stay oh. tuned for that, too. We're supposed yeah, to, but that's still up in the air, too. She had a really busy week. So. Yeah. Well, you hear, heard it here first. The uh, Mad Pad cast is coming soon. Um, <laughs> where the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Uh, <laughs> to quote whose line is it anyway again thank y'all for being here we love you we appreciate you and we'll see you next week everyone have a good night